Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. I don't remember where we were going, but Jack and I were together, and as cars would come in behind us, and their headlights would would go through our car and pass us. As the angle of the light changed, it would project our shadows out onto the signs on the the roadside. And we both started laughing. We we started laughing because it reminded us of a trip that we'd taken when we were very, very young. We had moved to Huntsville in 1986, and I was driving a little brown Corolla. Uh, My first car was a 67 Chevrolet Impala named West Wind, and then I I bought this little uh, Corolla when I didn't think West Wind could be repaired, or at least I didn't have the money to repair it. And a gentleman named Pee Wee Turner in Anniston, Alabama, owned a car lot. And he sold me this little Corolla and only required that I make payments on it when I wasn't in school. So September through May, I didn't have to make any car payments. But when I had summer jobs, I would pay for my little car. We, we moved to Huntsville in 86, driving that little car and and. During that time, we were, we were very young. I was below the age of 25. Uh, a, a couple of couples showed up at our house on Stacy Circle in a conversion van. And they had heard me speak somewhere or had been somewhere where we had done something. And they were asking us to move to South Carolina and be their youth minister. Well, we, had, we hadn't been in Huntsville very long. And I was, I was intending to make Huntsville our home. Uh, I we prayed about it a lot. I prayed about it personally that that I didn't want to be one of those ministers who moved all over the country, and and I wanted to build a life in Huntsville, Alabama. But these folks showed up out of the blue. They they come to our home. They visited for a couple of hours, and they begged us to come down and and try out at their little church. I told them I'd be glad to come and speak, but I had no intention of moving to South Carolina. But in those days, traveling those distances wasn't a big deal. So so we took a weekend and we drove to South Carolina. As we were driving to South Carolina, the cars would pass us. And as the cars would pass us, their headlights would shine through our car and project our shadows onto the uh, highway signs. Well, the first time it happened, I saw our two little young silhouettes and, and I thought it was humorous. And the second time it happened, I decided to raise my hand and wave at my own shadow. And when I did, Jackie did at the same time and it cracked us up. And it's it's been a, a family joke of ours uh, all this time when we see our shadows on the road. In fact, we've got a series of pictures of just our shadows. And we've we've taken shadow pictures and I guess probably it started with the trip to South Carolina. But so we're we're driving and we got reminded of this little adventure where we went all the way to South Carolina to speak at this church. And, and again, we had no intention of moving. And we were talking about it. And, and I've got kind of pensive in the 36 years that we've been 
in Huntsville, Alabama with our life and our career and Jackie's career. And I said, you know, honey, that was a, that was a, a monumental decision for us not to move to South Carolina. And, and, and my mind started going through the things that that decision, choosing to live in Huntsville or choosing to live in South Carolina, I began to go through the, the life-altering consequences. And you can't plot out your future and you can't plot out a future you never actually had. It was like, you know, if, if we'd moved to South Carolina, I, I probably wouldn't have gone into counseling. We wouldn't have had a university convenient for me to study counseling. I wouldn't have a license as a therapist. I wouldn't be a police chaplain. I wouldn't have built ropes courses. Lonnie Beth may or may not have played volleyball. She definitely would not have played volleyball at Madison County and got a scholarship. And she wouldn't have ended up meeting Tyler. And and, and there wouldn't be grandkids. And Jackie probably wouldn't have a master's in kinesiology and, and would not have been a law. And I'm thinking about all the things that our lives would have been different and the car got really quiet, and Jackie said, you know, if we'd have moved to South Carolina, we might have been Clemson fans. <laughs> she said it like it would be some disease if we had become Clemson fans. <laughs> now, she will tell you that that was a planned statement on her part intending to be funny, but I'm not sure if it was not just a spontaneous reaction from Miss Jones and her aversion to Clemson. But you think about the decisions that you make that change your life forever. And think about the things that happen in our lives that we give the power to change our lives forever. When trauma happens, and and that can be real or perceived trauma, it can be big T or little t trauma, we allow those things to give meaning to our lives. We, we allow those things to tell us things about who we are, valuable or not valuable, powerful or powerless. We let those things tell us who other people are. We let those things tell us about the world. Is it a safe place? Is it a dangerous place? Is it a place for security or insecurity? Those moments that happen to us or don't happen to us, we give the power to tell us uh, something about our past. We give them the power to tell us something about our future. I've never been. I never will be. I've always been. I always will be. The past and the future intertwined. And and sometimes we allow those things to to tell us things about God. And, And really determining how much power our past has on us is one of those decisions. It's one of those decisions that you make that alters or has the ability to alter the course of the rest of your life. Just as important as did we move to South Carolina or did we stay in Huntsville, just as important as where we decided to to go to college because we meet our lifelong friends there, some of those decisions that we we choose have the power to, to change us in an incredible way. Doing something for the first time, whether it's smoking a joint, taking a drink, or looking at porn. Some of the decisions, and and those things don't have to be that way, but oftentimes they turn out that way. It doesn't mean that everybody who drinks is an alcoholic and everybody who looks at porn is a sex addict. But 
everybody who's an addict in, in any way, shape, or form had to make a decision one time to do something. And that's not an advocate for being a teetotaler. It's, it's not an advocate for being hyper-reactive for, you know, modesty or immodesty. But that's the truth that, that some things that were inconsequential to everybody else became life-altering to, to the people who struggle with substances or addictions or compulsions of any kind. The choices that we make bring with them other choices. And choosing to do, choosing not to do, choosing to move or not to move brings with it a variety of other choices that are either understood or implied or not even conceived. And one of those choices is choosing whether or not you live in your past or you live in your present. You see, the things that happen to us give us a bearing on our lives. It, it's like if you, you take a compass and, and you want to walk on a certain azimuth and, and you know the compass, let's say, that it's supposed to point at, at four degrees north. But as you're walking four degrees north, something happens to your compass and it's broken and it turns to five degrees north and you start heading in that direction. Now, that one degree change, that one little slip of that compass needle, it's not going to matter in five yards. It may not matter in 15 yards. But in 500 yards, you're not headed in the same direction and you'll never get to the point you wanted to get to. You you change that to five miles, and that vector, that pie-shaped window opens up, and, and you're way lost. You, you'll never find your original destination. Well, if you take those kinds of things, and, and you take that as an implicit meaning, this happened to me, this didn't happen to me, and I chose the wrong meaning for that that it made me a, an invaluable person or it made me a, a powerless person or I deserved to be treated this way. If any of those things tweak our compass and we decide to live in the past and let that feeling from all those days ago be become true now, and you walk that path for five minutes, it's probably not a big deal. For five hours, it's not a big deal. For five years, for 15 years, for 25 years, you're not headed to your original destination. You, you've you let something that altered you become a, a, a linchpin, a pivot point, a tipping point that has the power to determine the direction for the rest of your life. The choices we make about where we live will determine how we live. And you can choose to live in the past. You can choose to live with regret. You can choose to live with shame. You can choose to live with guilt. But who you are and who you become is absolutely inextricably connected to whether or not you choose to move. And and by move, you know I don't mean Huntsville versus South Carolina. It means are you going to take a pattern that's unhealthy? 
Are you going to take something that's not right or not true and are you going to correct it? Are you going to be rigid and inflexible? Are you just simply ask, hey, is this where I wanted to be? And is my path for getting there working? And if it's not, change your path. And really, figuratively and literally, who you are, who you become, and who you will be boils down to where you choose to live. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones, Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem, Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots, Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Mm